welcome to the Good HIE Podcast, where this week we're all natural. See something you like? Yeah. Priest, I'm right here! <laughs> okay, uh, this week we have normal podcast members that are hanging out with us. We have a non-pencil. I drank a bottle of whiskey yesterday. We have chap penguin lips. Yo. Enigmatic otaku. I also drank whiskey, but I mixed it with Coke. Milk. What's up? Ravage is chilling out with us. Yes. And then, of <laughs> course, from our actual um, table, we see Toaster has returned to us. And I'm not seeing us live at all. Like, um, let's take a step back here for a second. I'm reading everything rolling. Um, I am as well. I just am trying to make sure. Yeah, um, I... No, well, are we having technical difficulties? Because it wouldn't be this podcast without technical difficulties, guys. Let's no. be clear. I, I'm reading the uh, no. clean. Oh, yeah, no, we are going. Yeah, I'm just looking at an idiot because I needed to refresh my Twitter. Okay. I had to refresh it as well. Okay, so, Priest, do you want to welcome our and introduce our guest yes. now? Now that I know we're actually rolling, let's continue with the actual show. This week, we have a wonderful guest with us. We have Natural Born Derpy. Derpy, thank you for coming on hanging out with us. Oh, it's a it's a pleasure at the moment. We'll see how it goes, I guess. <laughs> well, if for anyone who's tuning in for the first time, first of all, thanks for hanging out with us this week. The way we handle this podcast is we have a massive number of questions that are out in the good HIE list on Fin Fiction. Um, if you want to ask us a question uh, that you would like to ask Natural Born Derpy as we interview him, Go ahead and add it to the end of the question podcast thread that's out on Fim Fiction, or just go ahead and dump it right here into our Twitch stream. And then one of us will find that question and then completely change the wording of it so that way it sounds exactly the way you intended it and then re-ask it in our own words. And uh, a simple reminder, you're welcome to ask all of us questions, but if you repeatedly ask questions over and over again to one of the podcast members, that is not what we want to be doing. This is about our guests, not us. And most of all, if you start asking horrifying, horrifying questions about our personal lives, I'm probably going to eat you and not in the fun way. So, and one other thing, I will be leaving an hour into this podcast. So enjoy me while you have me. Let us move on. So we got an hour until this podcast turns to trash. So let's oh. get right into it. Hey, hey, First hey, drinking. Oh, yes, of course. And this week, we're going to drink whenever we say the word Sombra. <laughs> sombra. All right. Now, let's start with some questions from Redshirt42, who's got the first post on the thread out on Fim Fiction. Uh, his first question is, what's your secret, Derpy, behind constantly writing stories that earn hundreds of upvotes, other than actually, you know, having talent? Well, I wouldn't even – I wouldn't say I actually – have talent more of just uh, uh, maybe luck and just a lot of uh, a lot of testing. Um, uh, when I first started on the site, not a lot of my stories uh, got all that noticed. It was honestly maybe a year or a year and a half um, before I even got anything featured. Um, might have had to do, have to do with switching from dark to uh, more more lighter stuff, but I really don't know the formula uh, to getting hundreds and hundreds of. Uh, of upvotes. Um, the most I could say is uh, I think uh, images help, um, even just simple ones, uh, and maybe even just simpler titles. Uh, some of my first titles 
um, which is very vague, and you kind of had to read the story to kind of know what was going on. And then I kind of started uh, more simple ones, like uh, I have a like four or five stories where just Celestia does really dumb things. So that was I called it just the Celestia does a thing series, <laughs> and all it is is you know Celestia goes to the moon or uh, Celestia becomes a villain, and it, it's just you know straight into the point. And I think people can uh, uh, kind of just look at that and uh, know if they want to read it or not. So no packs with Sombra? Drink. Oh, well, uh, okay, I just took a sip. I'll take another sip. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, you see, it's going to happen that way. Um, it's been worse, but this is still going to be that kind of a way. Don't don't hurt yourself. That's all we ask. As long as we don't start talking about the Sombra, you know, arc in uh, Overwatch, you know, then we're going to really have some trouble. Who did we say sponsored us again? Was it Jack Daniels who sponsors us? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're sponsored by Natty Ice because we no, hate ourselves you. that much. <laughs> All right, we're sponsored by Dole, ba Dole Apples. All right, what? the next question we have is from Redshirt42 as well. Um, did you get the chance to take a look at the questions from Bylon? Are you prepared? Uh, I I did. Um, I have a few notes on those. Um, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> those one, those ones kind of gave me pause. Um, <laughs> I'm just kind of curious, like what what's the right answer? Uh, is there is there a right answer? No, never. There's there's no. never a right answer. Trust me. Okay. No, no. Like Vylon just loves to troll people that come onto the podcast. That that with this sort of open forum discussion, kind of town hallish type interview thing. Um, oh my god, I made a re an election reference. Uh, it, you, of course, have trolls that you have to sort through through in every podcast and stuff like that. Like, for example, next we have questions from Bendy. And, oh, oh my yeah. God, let's just let's just start drinking because this is going to get ridiculous. Yeah, and be, be aware. Uh, when we talk about our trolls, most of our trolls are devoted and actually really like us. And they really like our guests, too. But this is just how they have fun. And we know that. And we love them. Sort of. Anyway. All right, the first question from Bendy is, if you were mutated and your penis became a huge number of tentacle penises, would you use your newfound mass of tentacle penises to fuck Crink Chrysalis and all of her holes at once? What? <laughs> I get it. Come on. You guys well, I, I understand what the question is. Therapy, well, what are your comments on this? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll first off, I'll say I'm just I'm glad we're getting to more serious discussion questions. I was worried. <laughs> I was worried for a moment. Um, but uh, to answer the question is, is yes. Yes, I would indeed use my uh, new tentacle penises to fuck Queen Chrysalis in all of her holes. Um, which is difficult because she has quite a few holes in her legs and whatnot. Um, to add to this, uh, I would probably use my extra uh, tentacle penises um, to hold her children uh, to watch as I repeatedly fuck her queen. Um, and if wow. I had enough. That is wholly uncalled for. Why and are you using my puns? Damn it. Also, Derpy, and during, would you have one of your tentacles caress her cheek as you do all this? No, no, I'd have I'd have one of my tentacle penis uh, pushing boxes of popcorn towards her children to enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> I like you, you can stay. Oh man, I like you. Oh, oh, yay. Oh, that's right. Uh, we have a question from the chat, and this is very important because I saw a note of this. Is it true that your sister is watching this podcast? Um, yes, yes. Uh, it's all it's all very sad. Um, my my sister is only about ten, and she thinks the whole oh, world God. of my little pony. 
And mm. um, and this morning, you know, before I left to do the podcast, she said, I, I love you and please don't ruin ponies for me. Oh, no. <laughs> I know. We just did that on the first question. What have we done? Oh, my God. We have corrupted an innocent. No, no, no. My sister's 31. Uh, she's, no, thank she's God. <laughs> Good job. I'm sorry. I knew that, and I couldn't contain it. I haven't had whiplash like that since I saw the movie Whiplash. None of us would have looked good in orange anyway. Uh, speak for yourself. <laughs> All right. Let's go to question number two. Would it be heresy to think Princess Celestia needs a smaller butt? Uh, yes, yes, it would. I, I, I believe that every pony, uh, every pony's butts is just is perfect, and it shouldn't be tampered with. Every butt is just like a, a special, unique snowflake. Um, so why would you want to ruin that, honestly? Very fair answer. If you were the main general, or say, you know, Zap Brannigan, of the Democratic Order of Planets, you know, the dupe, um, would you make first contact with Equestria as the ambassador of humanity and all the Duke alien races? What, what is this question? It's, it's all Futurama. I, I get it's Futurama. Would you be the ambassador of the United Group of Planets to Equestria, in short? Uh, yes, yes, I guess I, I would. Um, <laughs> uh, to, to try and, what is this, to figure out which, who has the best butt? Is that what's going on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Would would you declare uh, Celestia supreme butt after you did that, and then bang her? Um. Well, but knowing knowing Zap Brannigan, would he be okay with with calling someone else his butt better than his own? That's a good question. Actually, I don't think he would. Would it cause the great butt war of Equestria? You're gonna share some champagne with Celestia? <laughs> really? Oh, no one else. Let me no, I got the reference. I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't want to enable you. I guess we've we've descended that far already. Um, either way, well played and good job on your knowledge of Futurama. I salute you. Okay. Do you think crack shipping isn't crack enough? Um, I really don't know much about crack shipping. Um, the only uh, only crack shipping I, I haven't seen yet is perhaps getting a any of the uh, the drugged out characters from Breaking Bad, perhaps um, mingling with some ponies. I have uh, read a Breaking Bad crossover, so <laughs> it exists. Oh, I'm missing out then. Apparently, <laughs> clearly, there isn't any Wakfu X crossovers, though. Um, oh man! God. All right, let's go. Let's go to the next question. Um, would Princess Celestia suck the fat out of a pony who somehow managed to get a bigger butt than her? Yeah, she she definitely would. Uh, she she wouldn't uh, tolerate any butt being bigger than her own. Um, but I think she'd be rather sneaky about it. I think she'd first have to scout out across the land to find the the biggest, fattiest, most buttiest butt uh, there is uh, before trying to lay claim to it. And um, she wouldn't like you know demand it either. I think. She'd probably like send them uh, to like maybe a free buffet or something to try and get a bigger butt, um, and then what? Once it's at its maximum uh, <laughs> velocity, no. Uh, but once it's at its biggest, um, I can kind of imagine her perhaps uh, hovering over the poor pony with uh, 
perhaps one of those bendable squirrely straws and just sucking it out. Um, and then what? Once it's at its maximum. You just described Celestia the butt farmer. <laughs> I want to see this story. Celestia what? the butt farmer. I don't know if these things exist. Oh, man. Okay. How about uh, this next one from Bendy? Uh, could Princess Celestia defeat all of her foes just by sitting on them with her big fat butt? Yes. Yes, easily. That's I think that's a, a very simple question. I think I think once she uh, sits on them, they just would automatically disappear, and you'd never see from, never hear from them again. All right, um, and then I, I'll reword the final question a little bit from Bendy. Um, is Fuda gay? Um. Oh man. A little? <laughs> what if it's, it's a feminine? It's, in, gonna... it's in the gray gay area. What if it's a feminine dick? How does a dick get a feminine? You have to, you'll know it when you see it. Very oh. delicately. Very delicately. <laughs> if it's a very delicate dick, that doesn't just show it. It's regularly lotioned and pampered. And... It, it buys you flowers and chocolates? It's got a ball oh, on it. Yes, it, it's got a little happy face drawn on it. Okay, we're moving on. Does the dick bleed? God. All right, now you got questions from Snuffy. Um, and these are actually a little more serious questions. Um, question number one. Uh, you seem to prefer to write comedy or horror stories. What draws you to those genres and why? I've always been into to dark uh, stories. That That's generally... Uh, what I started the, on the website with was just like a handful of um, really, really uh, dark and depressing uh, ones. I'm not sure why the subject interests me so much. It's just, I guess, because my life isn't really dark and depressing. It's kind of fun to, you know, think uh, on the other side and think about, you know, uh, the underbelly of, uh, you know, what what normal life really is. Um, comedy, uh, I, I honestly came to the site never expecting to write comedy. I, uh, I was basically, the plan was to write one giant story uh, and reap all the rewards uh, and then never write fan fiction again. But then nobody read that story and I felt like writing some more. Um, and uh, even my first few comedies um, bombed pretty hard and I ended up deleting them. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure why they they've been working out a little better. Uh, I guess I'm I'm making them more uh, more dialogue heavy, uh, more kind of banter uh, back and forth, which I guess is just uh, uh, naturally how I am. This is just very you know sarcastic, and I like to riff on things. So I guess it's it's more um, just how I. Okay, so so you said that you like to write dark stories. Yep. Would you would you like write something about like a folk getting beat or something? That's just me. Uh no. Uh, well, only if it had a point. That's the thing. There, there's dark. There's kind of like, oh, I can watch some Saw and Hostel movie, and you know it's dark and it's gross, but there's really no point to it. I, I, I need my dark stories to actually still have a point. Um, you know, I, I guess, yeah, there probably is a, a story out there where a foul's getting beaten. You're like, well, that, that, that's, that's right. That, that makes sense. But um, I, I, I certainly couldn't think of one right now. What are, you pronouncing it, are you pronouncing it foul? Emma? Yeah. Um, oh. I have a very non-aggressive question. I, I, I hear tell you're Canadian. Is this true? 
I'm sorry, what? Canadian. I hear I hear tell you're Canadian. Oh, yes, I am very, very Canadian and half American. I, I have to ask then because I'm, I'm going to be stereotypical here. Please excuse the heavy breathing. Who's your hockey team? Um, I don't follow hockey, but oh. uh, I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> go on. I'll go to the big Jets. Winnipeg. Oh, okay. No, no. We, we get along. We get along. If, if you if you like the Winnipeg Jets, we're good. We're good. Okay. Is he still allowed to stay pencil? Yeah, he's not a Vancouver Canucks fan. He's fine. The Good HAE podcast officially endorses the San Jose Sharks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I'll stop. Should have got the here. Stanley Cup. Shush. What a shame. Oh, All right. I would have had to kill you if you did. Let us move on, please. All right. Question <laughs> number two, then. Uh, what is your favorite character to use in comedy or horror um, in most of your stories? Uh, they'd probably be the same. I, I really like just using uh, the, the straighter the character, the better, which usually means um, like Twilight or Applejack for, for more of the serious uh, stories because they will, I believe, they'll keep uh, more of a level head um, in more darker situations and they'll, they won't, you know, react. Um, they'll react in ways that are more similar to their character. Like you can't really have Pinkie Pie, you know, uh, coming across a murder scene and then, you know, not trying to make a joke out of it or something. Um, and for comedy, uh, I, I definitely, yeah, still like using uh, like Twilight or Applejack, um, but I also love, absolutely love using any of the villains um, from the show because they're, they're never really shown in a comedic light. So if you do anything goofy or silly with them, like it automatically just seems uh, even more out of place or funnier. Uh, like because, you know, also the princesses too, because they're shown so um, very official. So when you start to break that down, you automatically have something kind of funny. I think that's a really astute kind of analysis on not only just in general, what kind of makes horror or horror story characters work the the fact that the characters kind of on rails and very serious and very um analytical but also in terms of comedy um people just eat up villains and princesses because it's funny and it's if you have a, a little favorite, easier to write you know if you had a favorite what what would that be sorry to interrupt if i had a favorite what i think he means a favorite villain Yes, who would your favorite villain be? Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, it would be Sombra. Drink! Drink! <laughs> Sombra! Yay! Oh, that's the second drink. Drink again. Good <laughs> job, Ray. I'm bad. Oh, man, I'm getting really drunk on this black cherry soda. God. Dr. Sombrero. Alrighty. Oh. Uh, next is kind of a, an opinionated question. Uh, there's definitely no right or wrong here. Uh, would you agree or disagree that comedy is the most fitting MLP fan fiction uh, genre? If it isn't, what would you consider it? Uh, the natural format for MLP fan fiction? Uh, no, it sadly it would be it would be comedy. Um, as I've noticed, most of my you know comedy stories doing far better than the others. It's it's what people want to see or read um, when when they want to think about their favorite pony characters because it, it is very similar to the show. I mean. You kind of just want more of the show. You want it in, you know, in a, in a written version. Um, and I think it's just it's closest to it. it. It'd be like if you were writing fan fiction for X Files and you wrote, 
you know, a comedy on that and it had no horror or sci-fi elements, you wouldn't really like it as much. They'd have to kind of um, convince you more um, that what they're doing is right. Um, oh. not, not to say that um, there hasn't been a lot of good dramatic stories because there has been. Um, I think the hardest is perhaps uh, maybe horror or like sci-fi, like stuff that really, really is kind of out of there. So I would it's say- out of place. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, I would say slice of life um, slash comedy um, is yeah the, the 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 greatest place to be I guess if you're if you're writing a MLP stories. Well, there you go. That's where you want to start out typically. Then if you're a new writer, hint hint in the chat. Um, <laughs> has your preference for stories, and I'm assuming this means reading. Uh, has your preference for stories that you read changed as you've grown older? Nope. I have. Uh, I, I when I was a kid, I read a lot of, uh, of Stephen King and dark stuff like that, and I'm still following Stephen King. Um, I think maybe I've just branched out a little bit more with both uh, fan fictions and like graphic novels and stuff by like you know Neil. Uh, Neil. I'm gonna say the last name wrong. Neil Gaiman or Neil Gaiman. No, it's Gaiman. You did a great job. Gaiman. Oh my God. So, anyways, yeah. Um, no, uh, honestly, uh, my my kid version of myself loved you know dark horror movies and those type of you know, thriller books and, and the adult version of me likes the same thing just has a tolerance for thicker books I guess so no Captain Underpants <laughs> not yet I liked, no. I liked Captain Underpants when I was you know 10 yeah um, no when I would alternate between uh, reading uh, Captain Underpants and The Hatchet it's just the Hatchet called Hatchet it's a great it's, book it's just called Hatchet not The Hatchet well, the Hatchet series, I should say, okay. because, you know, Brian's Hunt and Brian's Winter, and this is all off topic. Let's move on. Uh, okay. oh. <laughs> number six, uh, best ice hockey country that isn't Canada. Well, since, as I stated before, I love hockey oh so very much. <laughs> um, don't want to hurt anybody. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Russia. I think, uh -huh. I think a lot of the times uh, in those... Uh, big cups isn't is usually down to Canada or USA versus Russia. Yeah, um, a lot of the time you're right. Uh, this year, I was thinking the uh, Czechs might look pretty good. They did not. But yeah. All right. Uh, question number seven. Would you dress up as a clown and chase Fluttershy? Um, only if she wanted me to. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in what world would she want you to? I'm curious. That's Maybe. pretty kinky. Hey guys, um, I'm pretty sure my internet part is out there. I have to go. Okay. Okay. Uh, take Sounds care. Good. See ya. Yeah, I, I wish I could stay longer because I haven't been on here forever. Understood. Oh, that's fine. Take care. See ya. Bye, Thirsty. Anyway, uh, back to the question. Um, you would only consensual clown chasing is allowed here in this. Yeah, show. I don't know. Maybe it's to like alleviate some childhood fear of clowns, and I'm just kind of slowly easing her into the world of chasing clowns, perhaps. <laughs> All right, could be foreplay. Stop <laughs> through through the town or the house. Yes. It it starts in the bedroom and then it gets into the town, I guess. Welcome and to the, the bedroom. Yeah, welcome Man. to the Good HIE podcast where we only support consensual clown chasing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
All right. Um, what ponies would you invite to a nude swim party, especially considering they already don't wear clothes? Uh, I think this, the, the obvious answer is is Luna, um, because Luna. Um, also, maybe Celestia, because I really want to see what happens when her hair gets wet. Um, that's, I'm very curious. Uh, I think Pinkie Pie would just be fun uh, at any occasion. Um, I think it would be cute for Fluttershy to show up, because she'd probably wear water wings, and that sounds adorable. Um, <laughs> uh, maybe Rarity, I would invite her, but then she'd wear a swimsuit, so we'd have to kick her out, because it's a nude swimsuit thing. Yes. <laughs> um, let, let me tell you what happens when Celestia gets in the water. Her hair frizzes out because it turns out her hair is actually an illusion. She's actually bald. Well, you're, you're ruining things for me. Did you write this story? Because no. now you have to. Well, damn it. Yay! That's an enigma to write things for a change. Unlike what he does to us all the time. All right, anyway. we'll move to the next question. Uh, you're in a public shower when Soren and Brainburn comes in and starts checking you out. What do? Um, it's easy. Uh, it's easy. All you have to do is you stare back um, for several minutes on end without blinking until it just becomes so creepy um, that they'll probably leave you alone. Man, that's alpha as fuck. Have you had practice? <laughs> Yeah, I stare at things all the time. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> Your level of snark is really high today. I'm impressed. Oh, this is this, this is this is all I have. So. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. All right. Anyway, because I want to say somber so I can drink after hearing that. Okay. Right. I just, I, I, I just we're did. getting too somber in here. Oh. Uh, somber. Uh. Oh my god. Let's move on. Okay. Um, ten. Would you elope with shining armor if you knew for certain he would make you the happiest person alive? Uh, yeah. I I don't see why not. Um, from the show, he seems very nice and supportive, and he has a good job and a uh, pretty you know famous and well known family. And uh, you know, he, there's perks. He lives in a castle. Um, it's bigger than my condo. Um, I think I think the best part is is the show has shown us that none of these ponies actually have genitalia, so I wouldn't have to worry about that. He'd just be like my like marshmallow pillow husband that you know brings home all the money, and I ju I just live the sweet life. I, I can't say that's how that's a bad thing. Marshmallow yeah, pillow husband. Made, you just I like you just made like Cadence's life sound like pure heaven. Oh, marshmallow yeah. pillow husband. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> somebody quickly get her a, a pillow husbando pencil has adopted you you are now part of the group welcome to oh, the group shit. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I, I was actually surprised not to see a question um, on the forum that um, if, if you had to go uh, gay for any characters which one would they be and then I kind of asked myself that well if you, well, if you had to go gay for any characters what would it be, be? <laughs> Sadly, there's, there's not a lot of uh, male characters, so like my list almost eats every one of them up. Um, but I did, I did write them down because I, I found them uh, appropriate. Uh, Sombra, obviously. Drink. Drink. Yes, Drink. thank you. Uh, Discord, uh, Big Mac, Shining Armor, and maybe, maybe, maybe Soren. Well, there goes everyone. I'm where, disappointed that Doctor Who's not on yeah. that list. Where, where is his? No. What about Ripper? What about Prince Blue Or Fancy Pants? Book biceps. But what about Brayburn? Everybody's gay for Brayburn. 
Well, Gator, that's the there. point. I didn't say it. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Could I ask uh, you that question, though? Which one? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of guys here. I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. All uh, of us? I would, I would totally go for Shining Armor. I would have to agree. Shining Armor or Big Mac. There you go. Right, Dr. Hughes. No, who'd you uh, go for? Oh, Braeburn, right off the bat. Chopped? I said Shining Armor or Big I, Mac. Right, right. I, I know Rav is kind of sort of here. So I guess that leaves me. Who would I go gay, gay for? Um, My money's on Berry Punch. Berry Punch. <sighs> you got a lot to do. No. Choose. No, you guys are all fucking wrong. You know who I'd go gay for? Queen motherfucking Chrysalis, because literally I'm like, you know what? I feel like fucking a large muscular man today. She could be that for me. So you know what? Fuck you all. I'd still get dick. Also, you could say to yourself, hmm, I'm feeling peckish for some cheese. So yeah, there you go. Also, yeah, I can and she's made of cheese. So Dude, yeah, I totally go gay for Queen Crystals because she could still have a dick. So there you go. <laughs> or just date a unicorn. <laughs> all right. We're going to scroll down to some questions from Major Dude now. Um, his first question is regarding your name. How did you come up with Natural Born Derpy? Um, really nothing uh, special about that. Um, I, I like the movie uh, Natural Born Killer. Um, and when I was thinking of a, of a name for the site, um, considering it, it was supposed to just be like the one story and that was going to be it, I was just like, oh, I'll just change the uh, last word, Natural Born Killer, to Natural Born Derpy. And then even, even finding an image, I, I thought of just the a simplest uh, first one I found on Google Images. And uh, that, that's all it was, really. And, and I haven't changed it uh, since. Uh, I guess just do the brand, uh, make sure people know who I am. And so if they see my, my name or my picture, they'll just automatically click on it. I think that's really fair. Um, definitely with, with brand recognition, because um, the less you change your profile picture, the more people can be like, oh, yeah, it's that guy. Uh, his next question is, how did you become a brony? How did you get into this weird fandom? Uh, it was it was a very slow process, um, actually. Uh, I used to go on this website called uh, Fail Blog uh, that just had a lot of random shit from the internet. And one of the sections was uh, uh, My Little Brony, and it just had uh, hundreds and hundreds of uh, you know jokes and comics and pictures from this, this animated show. And it would always pop up, and I... Um, just wonder, like, what is what is up with this show? Like, why is this making such a fuss about it? And then, uh, eventually, I watched the first two episodes on YouTube, and I kind of thought, didn't think much of it. I kind of was like, oh, okay, that's that's a show. Um, and then it was probably a whole year later that I was still on that website, and I and there was even more um, pictures and images and jokes of uh, of all these ponies. I'm like, okay, I don't get it. Like, I don't I don't want to be out of whatever this is um so again I, I went to youtube and watched the first two episodes and again it was like okay it's fine it's you know it's, it's still a it's a, still a kid's show um and then i i pressed on and i watched like you know another two three four episodes and i kind of just finished the whole first season and then you're kind of like well do you want to watch the second season like okay sure um and then like once you once you stop watching and um <laughs> all you do afterward is kind of just start thinking about ponies and it's kind of all that's in your head anymore and you kind of just wonder what happened. It's like, it was like a very, uh, very stealthy, uh, like drug habit just formed mm -hmm. out of nowhere. Um, oh, and know, I remember- I'll just watch one episode. Yeah, and, and then you- I quit anytime I want. You just, you just keep popping them and- I'll just, uh, I'll just write a fan fiction, it'll be fine. 
Oh, that was the worst. Horny addiction is a serious disease, you guys. Please contribute. Please contribute for the vaccine. Is the contributionary your Patreon? Because I can see that shit coming a mile away. No Patreon. We cut you off. Please continue. Oh no, that, that's about it, really. I, I'm stuck here forever now. I'm, it sucks. Oh, okay. Alrighty then. Uh, let's see. The next question is: If one of your stories is going to get published and released as a novel someday, like say on Lulu, like it's getting really popular now, uh, which of your pony stories would you have it be? Uh, it, it it would be uh, hands down. Um, uh, here we go. Sombra, the highly unmotivated. Oh God! <laughs> um, uh, simply, uh, it's a very weird story. It, first off, it blends everything I like to write about. It's it's dark. It's uh, has humor. It has heart, or at least in my opinion, it does. Um, it has some like little action things. It has people dying. It has some gore. Um, has cute moments. Has really sad moments. Um, and it really was a story that wasn't supposed to be. It started off as just a one shot um, of a very stupid idea of. Like, what if uh, Sombra drink um, slept on your couch? And and I wrote I wrote the one chapter, and that was it. And then people said, like, oh, you should add to it. And I said, oh, sure, you know, I'll add three or four more chapters. Um, and then after that, it's kind of like, well, I still want to write more. Um, I had no idea where it was going to go. It turned out to go all dark and downhill. Um, but at the end of the day, it still kind of uh, tied everything, uh, in my opinion, in a nice little bow, and um, people seemed to enjoy it. So, yeah, that would be... Uh, what I would want uh, as a physical uh, physical text or something permanent um, that represents, you know, my limited skills as an author, I guess. If you haven't read it, it's one of the best picks on the site. And and Definitely. who's the main character in that again? Uh, Steve. Steve. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any other main characters? Um, yeah, Luna was in there. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sombra and a reverse main six, basically. Yay! <laughs> there we go, drinking time. Yeah, that's the right. idea. I have to go have dinner with my parents after this, so I'm ready. Oh, Fun boy. times. Yeah. Uh, let's see. You were forced to punch me, and I'm assuming in this case, as I'm reading the question, it's actually referring to me, uh, in the face. How powerful is that punch? If you say you don't want to punch me, I assume you're going to kick me in the jimmy instead. Kick me in the jimmy! Can we pause to acknowledge that that was a thing that we just witnessed? Kick me in the jimmy. <laughs> okay, we, we can move on. I just, I had to acknowledge that somebody in this fucking podcast was afraid of the word penis, dick, wang, any of those. Meat rod. The nads. Yeah, yeah. The beef uh, curtains. Mutton dagger. <laughs> anyway, how hard would you punch me? Um, I'd give you a love tap. Um, it oh. would be so slow and so delicate, you'd start just becoming curious if I was actually coming on to you. So you'd, instead of trying to fight me, you'd run away with very mixed feelings. Oh, so no, no, no. In a sentence, I'd, like I'd win anyways. No, he, he wouldn't run. He'd like that. You just have to do this oh, harder. Oh, crap. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. He'd, he'd be into that. Uh, uh, dude. Um, <laughs> the, the next and final question for Major Dude is, do you hate Spike? I don't. 
but I, I definitely uh, don't like Spike all that much. Um, okay. I, I've used him in, in stories as kind of a, a sounding board for Twilight, and if she needs somebody to kind of, you know, uh, talk against, then sure, he's fine, but I, I, I've i never, ever considered a, a Spike-centric story. Um, I would be surprised if I do. Sorry. No, I'm proud of you. Well, that's that's the way fine. No, that's more than welcomed on this podcast. Yes, very much so. Um, let's see. Now we have... Okay, I had to smile when this happened because we've I did never too. had... I was screening. We've never had this happen. We've never had a guest ask himself questions before, so we're going to have some fun. I'm really this... proud of you. Like this, this is really cool, and I, have this... no, I, have no, I know I have no place to be proud of you, but this is so cool. Way to go. <laughs> so yeah. some jerk called Natural Born Derpy asked you a bunch of personal questions. Really Here we go. Um, question number one. Why did you buy all those Pokemon cards after your long-term girlfriend broke up with you? Dude, you were 21. You were trying to return to a simpler time before adult responsibilities cast a long, dark shadow on your world. Is that why you watch MLP? What happened? Uh, that's basically it. Yeah, my, my girlfriend broke up with me. Um, and then I, I think I ordered like four cases of those Pokemon cards off cases? eBay. Cases? Cases. Oh shit! Um, and then uh, I, I tried to organize them and realized you're still missing. Um, and then like a month later, I'm like, "What am I doing? <laughs> like, this is something that never ends, and it's, it costs so much money." Um, but I guess yeah, I guess you just you wanted to feel like a kid again uh, after being hurt so bad. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's why I uh, I, that's why I watched the show, but um, maybe it is. I'm not sure. Jesus, man, you tried to collect them all when there's probably like a shit ton that you never saw before since you were a kid of Pokemon? Oh, that, that was the worst part is, yeah, as a kid, I, I did collect um, all like 151 of the original cards and then, you know, grew up and uh, stuff. And then, and then when I came back to it, it's like, oh, there's, 30, there's 32 more sets and another one comes out every three months and they all cost $80. Um, so, yeah, have fun trying to collect that. So I was like, no, no, I, I got to, you know, put on the pants and go to work and, you know, build up that savings account i guess follow-up <laughs> question do you play pokemon go no um i tried to put it on my phone but i'm uh i'm technologically retarded and wasn't able to and i don't like walking so um <laughs> that was a double negative so no oh man <laughs> okay uh let's see question number two uh, you keep saying you're from Canada. It's getting old, bro. Do you think you're somehow better than the rest of us just because you live in Canada? Like, I get that it's pretty shitty in America right now, but we have eagles. No, he's better than all of us. And if I, if I may, because I'm going to be selfish, I'm going to tell you why. Because recently, uh, since America's having such a hard time, there was a hashtag that was started on Twitter. And usually I don't give a shit, but it's just the funniest thing I've ever seen. And the hashtag was, tell America it's great. And it was centered entirely around Canadians making tweets about what they think is great about America and reassuring us that even though our, our election is hard times, that we're still awesome, which is the most fucking Canadian thing I've ever seen. I checked it out expecting snark. No, it was just full of genuine compliments. I, I don't know what to do with this shit. So anyway, continue. Um, yeah, don't, don't try to out Canada Canadian, I guess. Um, 
I don't know why. I guess uh, I think after I posted my first story, um, you, I, I didn't have any uh, a slogan above your name. It just kind of was natural born derpy, nothing. And I was trying to think of something uh, fitting. So I just, oh, I'll just be a, a nice, polite Canadian. And, and then some people, I think, commented like, oh, you're, you're, from, uh, you're from Canada. So it kind of just became a, like a stick or a trademark, I guess. Um, even though I'd like to say I am very nice and polite in real life, um, maybe not more so than others, but you know enough that you'll think I'm a nice guy. Um, yeah, maybe it's getting old. I don't know. Huh. Uh, do you typically go to say like um, pony conventions and stuff? You say I, I'm following on that because you said you you're a nice guy in real life. So where's our proof? <laughs> uh, oh shit! I don't know. Um... <laughs> <laughs> the plot know. thickens. Yeah, I see all, how it is. No, for all we know, in real life, if you could be the missing left boot of somebody on the side of a highway, okay? True. He could actually be a dog at his computer screen. But dogs um, are sweet, so in which case he would really be nice. Popper. Yeah. All right, number three. Uh, why did you never finish reading Fallout Equestria? The shit was good. Why'd you what? stop, man? Wait, 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 wait. Hold uh, on. This is where I draw the fucking line here. Fallout Equestria is amazing. You don't put that down. Enigma? What the fuck is Enigma? wrong with you? No. Enigma? Enigma, it's okay. Shh. We'll get you some tacos. It'll be fine. We have a we have your sippy cup of OJ. No tacos, burritos. No taco. Okay, burritos. We get you burritos. Is that better? <laughs> With our chat on the side. Okay. Okay. Or chata's on the side. We'll do that. Okay. Okay. All right. So far, the Equestria. Why? Uh, I think I think I must have read about at least half of it, and I, I was blown away. It was one of those um, stories uh, you hear about, and you're like, "Oh, you hear it's amazing," and uh, you hear it's like the best of the best, and um, and uh, you kind of go in skeptical. But by like the third chapter, I was like, "Okay, this shit really is the the best of the best." And I probably did read about half of it, and I think I just got burnt out, um, not because it wasn't uh, not because it wasn't good, but maybe I, I think I was just getting so like bummed out. Um, when you know when you know characters would come and go and everything um i think even a little bit was like i, I think i was becoming jealous um of just how damn good it was that I kind of was like like why am i bother even writing why am why why, don't, why am i just not reading you know better stories than i can produce um and also I, I could also blame my editor a bit um because at the time i think he uh showed me um another really really long story uh called worm which is a web serial about uh but superheroes, which is 1.7 million words, and then I started on that, and I still haven't finished that one either. So I'm just a I'm just a terrible, terrible person. Go uh, finish if, it. If that makes you a terrible person. You know, I totally understand. I'm only halfway through Background Pony, and that's a cardinal sin, I suppose, on this website. Never read it. Dot dot dot. All right. Well, okay. We're just trying to make people feel better and stuff, Carrier. I get it. Um, all right, question number four. Is it true that Alara J. Rogers follows you? When, if, if Alara J. Rogers follows you, you'll finally retire from writing. Um, I say that as a joke, but you never know. I, I know her, um, hopefully you guys know who she is because she's very, very talented uh, with her Discord stories. Um, yeah, I think her, her, um, her thing is that she doesn't follow anybody because she just doesn't. And I think 
uh, after she favorited um, like a half dozen of my stories, I, I think I just started like like uh, pestering her, being like, when am I going to get a follow? Um, <laughs> I really think you should. Um, it's weird because she uh, when I when I had really just dark stories, a lot of Discord ones, um, they're a lot lot more serious and people didn't really check them out. Uh, she was one of the first to kind of uh, to favorite them and to comment on them. And so uh, as odd as it sounds, she almost became like this weird uh, like mother figure because I know she is a, an older uh, older lady. And uh, so whenever she you know would start reading a new uh, new one of my stories, I kind of be like, oh wow, I got uh, you know I, I'm pleasing mother in a way. Um, and so I'm kind of just always trying to gain her approval, as odd as that sounds, because I, I think she's a far better writer than me um, in terms of, you know, serious Discord stories. Um, so, yeah, she's kind of the one I'm, I'm always just trying to trying to impress and also trying to um, destroy in another way. Literally your senpai. Literally your senpai. Yeah, no, it definitely sounds like Alara's your senpai. I guess so. Yeah, why not? <laughs> No, I, I get very jealous of people that are doing better than me. That's, that's hands down my number one sin is envy. Um, so oh, so when man. I'm starting off and I see that Alara uh, has like 400 or 500 people um, following her, I'd be like, well, I'm going to keep writing until I have that many. And then after I yeah. do that, I see somebody else. And I'd be like, well, I got to write until I got more people than that person. It's, I'm, I'm, very, uh, I'm very envious like that, which isn't a very good trait. So who's who's in your crosshairs now? Penstroke? Uh, oh God, no. Um, uh, Flutter Priest, probably. <laughs> Fuck. So I'm derpy. Is you could probably you could probably catch up to me. I'm trying to catch up to Flammenwerfer. <laughs> <laughs> so derpy. Is that why you don't read my stuff? Is it because you're jealous? Wow. Wow. Because you suck. Do you have more followers than me? No, no, not at all. Half the quality, half the followers. I'm getting there. Totally. Man, zing. Okay, we'll, let's go to the next question. The next question is, dude, bro, guy, dude, <laughs> whatever happened to you? Like, you used to be cool before you sold out to Pepsi. Like, what happened with Coke? Wasn't it available? Like, Mexican Coke is where it's at. We are a Coke-sponsored podcast anyway. Let's move on. Oh no no I am I'm drinking coke uh, coke with rum so I, I'm still very uh, much tied to the coke company. Um, boy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know why I wrote this. Maybe this is some very very deep things about how I'm um, I, I sold out as a writer and now I only want to get on the feature box, um, <laughs> which is half true half not. <laughs> oh boy. Hey, I'm on. No, yeah, no it, it's fair. Whereas like. You are, you are the polar opposite of me. <laughs> you do everything right. to alienate everybody. I do! <laughs> I'm only trying to get features so I can get my free pizza. I want sure, everyone actually, who reads anything ever of mine to die. No, we, we, have, we have an arrangement with um, Enigma that if he gets something featured, and it has to be mature featured, not just non-mature featured, then he gets a pizza. So he has Talk it with pineapples. With extra Dasani. Oh, no, dude, I'm totally putting pineapple on that shit. It's happening. No pineapple, no Dasani. No, Dasani needs to happen. That's the meme. Anyway. Alrighty. Now, we have a metric ton of questions from Displaced of Equestria, so I'm going to try and cut them down um, a little bit and pick and choose a few like. of them. Most yeah, no. Gonna, statements, so. I'm going to pick and choose a few of them. Um, do you believe in... Um, hmm. well, why, not, why not start with the very first one? Because the very first one is still... 
Fair. Do you like Team Fortress 2? Um, I'll try to sum this up as, as best as I can. Um, no. Yay! Okay, let's Even. Like, that That actually questions. jumps down to like a ton of questions. Um, let's yeah, see. Get out here early. So. What do you think of like possible in real life horror stories, ghost stories, supernatural, uh, supernatural events, unexplainableness, stuff that is totally IRL? Um, I don't believe them uh, at all. I... Uh, I had a I had an ex-girlfriend um, who made me watch some of those uh, paranormal explorer shows um, where they're kind of just jumping at, you know, loud noises or little uh, specks of dust in front of the camera. And, and she'd believe it, but I'd sit there and I'd just be bored out of my mind and just being like, these people are making so much more money than me and are so much more famous than me. Um, and it would just really, really irk me. Um, that is not to say, like, I really, I do like, uh, like, Supernatural as a topic and, and ghosts as a topic. I've, I've written at least one ghost story uh, before. Um, uh, so, yeah, like, you can, you know, use it however you like. Do I believe in it personally? No, not, not at all. So are those things you typically try to keep out of your horror stories? Um, for the most part, unless it's, like, the entire story is just uh, about uh, Supernatural or ghosts. Um, the only time I did this was when I wanted to tell a ghost story um, from the point of view of a ghost trying to pass on their curse. So then in that case, you know, you have to somewhat believe in the supernatural. Right, right. All righty. Um, in that case, let's move down. Um, this is all Team Fortress 2 and Overwatch, Sombra, um, Sonic the Hedgehog shipping. Let's There's move down to questions from explosions. Oh, by the way, I will say your apology about the nimbo questions is well accepted. Don't worry about it. Just don't try to tell me bimbos are smart. I'll have to argue with you about the definition. Hey, of that's offensive. Yeah, right? To me. Because you're a bimbo. Let's move on. No, All right. Sorry. Now, we have questions from explosions. Um, question number one. Um, all in good fun, mind you. You don't have to... You know, you don't have to get super real. Unless um, you want to. Unless you want to, of course. Um, what's the worst thing you've done, and do you have a story behind it? Um, yeah, I uh, years and years ago, um, I had a friend who introduced me to a friend they met at work um, who was gay. Um, but he was also a major stoner and a major drinker. And uh, because my other friend um, didn't like to actually, like, buy uh you know, any weed or drinks, he'd hang out with him in his uh, car and, you know, just get high and drunk. And I ended up right. getting, um, ended up becoming the third wheel in that. And it was fun. You just, you know, you go to any empty parking lot, you just smoke, get drunk, you go to your uh, local Tim Hortons and buy donuts or whatever. Oh um, and it was God. fun. And um, uh, at, at the time I was in university and I was taking a, in a psychology and sociology and I really was just interested how people you know work or just how they uh how their mind uh how their mind goes and uh this this gay friend um who was a massive stoner like that that's the only way he could function if he was stoned um i remember because uh, he was also just a blabber and what i love to do is just is just pick his brain like basically whenever we'd hang out uh, and get stoned or drunk it would almost turn into like therapy couch um, that he'd just blab on and on and i you know uh, having just gone to school and learning about it, just try to, try to like dissect, you know, what his life was, 
really meaning and and he just would believe it all um I think probably the worst thing is that uh, he was an okay guy. Um, uh, I, I know he, he kind of had some you know problems with just being way too into pot and kind of being stuck uh, or stalled in life. Um, I think the worst thing was that at one point he, he uh, had a crush on me because I guess I was just really nice to him as I normally am. Um, and I basically had to say like, well, I'm not really interested at all. And I kind of just stopped being his friend. And I, and I, I kind of hope I didn't, you know, lead him on uh, at all just by being nice uh, or anything. And uh, I guess also just picking picking his brain just for my own own pleasure of being like, well, at least I'm not as as crazy as this guy. I mean, that's better. Um, so yeah, I feel I feel bad about that. And that was a long long time ago, and I sadly haven't uh, kept into contact with him. So I guess yeah, leading on a gay guy would be uh, the worst thing I've ever done. Oh my gosh. Well, here's hoping you had protection on when you were picking his brain. Whoa! Whoa! Otaku, how long were you waiting to say that? When he said picking his brain. You were just sitting there giggling to yourself the whole time, weren't you? Internally, yes. Alrighty. Uh, The next question from Explosions is, why do you write? Um, I write because I've always needed a a creative outlet. Um, Always. Uh, When I was really, really young, I uh, cheap horror films with my friends. Um, I was uh, really into art and I drew a lot. And then, um, then I was in a band for like five or six years. So that was another creative outlet. And then when that blew up, um, I was making films uh, in university and writing scripts and thinking of original stories. So that was also a creative outlet. Um, and then after a time, I just I just realized um, I wasn't really going to be cut out for making films. I was just way too withdrawn and not able to kind of handle you know big responsibilities or anything so I thought like well I still like to tell stories so why don't I just try uh, writing them down like a book Um, which is so so sad because I really wish I got into that uh, uh, before before like I was you know 19 or whatever Um, I wish I did it like so so much earlier Um, but yeah it's kind of just if it uh, if I don't do if I don't make anything uh, completely on my own or original or creative um, I just I just get depressed I, I can't really sit around and just uh, play video games or watch Netflix for, for months on end. I kind of have to make something that's just mine. So, it, you know, it makes me feel better when it's, when it's completed, uh, really. That's wow. Nice. Such is the creative mind. Yeah. It's true. Interesting I'm history, though. I'm sorry? Salting history? I said interesting history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Um, the next question is, does the jigglies make you feel wiggly like you're f- the friv- frivolity of a piggly? The hell? Um, of course they do. Uh, why else would they exist? Of course. That is the best answer. I approve. Very diplomatic. Well said. <laughs> uh, the next question is, what does life mean to you? Uh, I, w- I would hope uh, life uh, means having more uh, positive moments than negative ones. Um, at the end of the day, you could say that it was a better day than it was a terrible day. Um, it won't, I don't think life is gonna be perfect, but it should at least be even. Uh, and I guess in more simplistic terms, it would be um, not to be a dick. Just if you, if you get up in the morning um, and you do your job and you come home and if you didn't make anybody's life worse and maybe you made it a little bit better, um, then I think that that should be enough. Um, yeah, I, 
yeah, I hopefully I, I don't I don't ruin people's day. Hopefully I kind of bring it up a notch. Um, is the yeah, is the best way that, that that makes me feel good. I definitely think you do, especially with the comedy. So by all means, Indeed. never sell yeah. yourself short on that. Yeah, uh, sell yourself for lots. Be an expensive whore. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. His fifth question is: Are you happy with where you are in life? <laughs> This is the interview now. This is this is. Uh, let's see. If you're interested in the position, um, where do you think you are in life? Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> I have no idea. Um, no, I, I, life life is fine. Um, I, I think some of the biggest obstacles, really, uh, in life is is um, comparing uh, yourself to what your childhood self uh, thought he was going to be. Like when I was, you know, way way younger, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a, a rich. Uh, film director or something. I'm going to be in a giant band. Um, and then eventually you kind of realize like, well, that only happens for, you know, one in a million shot. And, you know, can you be happy just kind of being a normal person? Um, and I think, yes, I mean, uh, I, I get to write. Um, and with any luck, it makes people uh, feel, you know, at least a little better about their day. And if I'm able to you know, make someone at least think or smile or uh, have an emotional reaction just to do to my work, then, you know, that, that makes, you know, things better for me. And, uh, that's, that's honestly enough. That, that actually makes me want to have a follow-up question though, because this is something that I've been considering to myself recently. Um, and I, I'm interested in what your take is, um, because one day in the future, maybe, hmm, how do we best put it? This, the show's going to get canceled. The ride's going to end. And this medium, this film fiction medium is going to slowly go down to a trickle. What happens when the audience isn't there for you to write for anymore? Do you find a new medium? Do you say switch to the new show you've been watching and write fan fiction about that? Do you move into actual writing? Like, what what do you see yourself going after that? Um, I, I can't imagine any other show that just has um unlimited uh, potential as this one does it's just so big and there's so many characters and there's so much to do uh that i can't i can't think of anything else I, i'm not going to go write you know breaking bad um <laughs> fan fiction it's not really <laughs> um this is my private domicile <laughs> um no uh yeah the show yeah the show will definitely end um at some point, uh, and I'll I'll simply re I'll, I'll go back to original stories because that that's what I was writing um, before I got tricked into writing uh, fan fiction and then kind of never left. Um, is I was writing original stuff, so I'll hopefully go back to that. Alrighty, um, then uh, finally, before we move off of explosions, there is a comment from him, and I want to read it out loud. Yeah, Not only to you, I wish we, I wish we could. Um, I wish we could share this with all the guests that we've had before, but you get the honor of receiving it. Um, thank you for showing up on the stream. It means a lot to people like me who have nothing to do on Fridays and would spend the weekend doing nothing without people like this podcast or you that help keep the stream going. So no offense to the normal participants, but without new people, the stream would get boring. And that's all the extras he had to say. Thank you for listening and joining us. And remember, keep the world interesting, say some controversy, and crack a couple of jokes. Be happy. Oh, that's, that's very, very nice. Um, I'm actually quite uh, ashamed to hear that uh, Colden Gardez is coming up next. I kind of feel, feel like that very, very bad uh, opening act. 
You are so not. You um, are so not. Just so not you know, there, there, um, there are 25 people right now who showed up just to hear you speak. So don't worry, you're doing great. And I know two who are dying because they couldn't make it. <laughs> 20 Maybe you should see chance. the fate. You watch in the first week, you're gonna get a hundred watches on Facebook or no Facebook. Yeah. Good. No YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> I'm gonna get a bunch of sticker comments on Facebook. All right. Um, now we got some questions from Project Rabbit. Um, why is Sambe your fave again? Um, uh, it's pretty simple. It's I think I said before he he has no no character uh, on the show. Um, so he can uh, be whatever you really want him to be. And I, I've, I've written enough about him uh, that I've kind of molded him into whatever. I've written uh, horror stories where he's just the worst, nastiest villain, and people would agree. They would say, well, that, that's in character. Why not? But I've also written him as just being a complete idiot, and people read that, and they go, okay, that makes sense. I've also written him uh, as like a father figure. They're like, oh, I, I guess that makes sense. Um, I guess that uh, that's kind of my weakness as a writer is um, staying in character, uh, I like original characters, um, which is why I like rarely do, or actually I've never done uh, rarity because I could never ever get inside that type of character. But somebody like uh, Discord- well, of course, or... she wouldn't let you. Anyway. Saucy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but yeah, somebody, uh, the characters like uh, Sombra or Discord, like they're- Drink. They're, they're dark enough, they're edgy enough, um, and they're a little bit, uh, uh, they got like a few, uh, screws loose that you can kind of take them in a lot of different directions and hopefully uh, people will still think they retain their character. Alrighty. Um, um, before, we, before we move on, I said I'd have to go and I actually do. Um, have a wonderful evening, everybody, and also to our guests. Uh, Jeffy, I'm really sorry I didn't get to spend more time with you. You seem like an amazing person and a very decent Canadian. So... <laughs> Take care of yourself and keep writing what you write. Okay, guys? Take care. That's all. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. And there went half the viewers. So now let's move to question number two. Uh, Project Rabbit says that you've now made him obsessed with Sombra. What was your master plan for obsessing your followers with Sombra? Also, double drink. Um, that'd probably be from uh, uh, the somber, uh, highly unmotivated story where I basically turned him into a, a pet dog uh, that a, a human named Steve owned. So basically, yeah, once you start imagining like a really, really easy pony uh, being treated uh, like a dog and just lounging around on a couch, I, I think you kind of automatically would just start to, to love him, like even if, as he spouts a lot of evil, evil things and eats cats and the like. Oh my gosh. Uh, let's see. The next one is what inspired you to let Sombra have perfect control of his voice in the Steve verse? And can he do female voices? Well, to be honest, any story, you kind of um, you need your characters to be able to say more than two words. Um, so that was a pretty easy, uh, easy decision. Um, and can he do female voices? Um, <laughs> Uh, sure. Maybe they're just, you know, one octave above his normal voice. <laughs> <laughs> literally so it, it, you still kind of get that, like, fake sound to it where you can tell he's kind of imitating, but it's pretty close. Yeah, he, uh, he'd be, like, wearing, like, an even longer wig. 
Just have the worst <laughs> female voice imaginable. Otaku. So, so you're gonna work on a story with uh, Jenner Ben Sombra, um, Umbra, I think she's called. Drink. Um, <laughs> I, ha I, I have ideas. You better do it quick, cause Otaku's gonna do it. Is he? Probably. No, he's just Any, saying anything that. to get onto that front page. <laughs> oh man! I want my non-pineapple pizza. And Asani. Beggars can't be choosers. Alrighty, let's go next. Question is, uh, should we bring Hitler back to life and try to reform him? Um, <laughs> uh, no, on the second part, you shouldn't try to reform him. You should uh, uh, totally, um, to, to be able to kill him again. Um, and if lucky, you could bring him back another time. Shove um, him into the mirror pool. <laughs> then so you, you can just kill multiple Hitlers? <laughs> Well, yeah, no, no, no. Imagine that. Imagine this. Like, you'd sell tickets um, to kill Hitler, and then all that money goes to like a good cause. Like, I think there'd be a lot of people. Are, a lot it's of people like in the world those... would pay ten bucks to kill Hitler. It's like one of those water dump tanks, except there's a meat grinder at the bottom. Of it. <laughs> come on, come on, folks, kill a Hitler. Five dollars. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. We'd save a ton on target dummies. We could oh, finally man. get a man out of we, that. We can learn so much about the human form and condition through Hitler experimentation. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> no, we're moving on. <laughs> we're getting um, off track. You were what is, dark what is it like in Canada? Is the weather like Russia? Um, <laughs> uh, living in Canada is like is like being stuck in a snow globe. Um, hey! Yeah, I know, I know. Uh, <laughs> and that snow globe uh, is stuck inside one of those year-round Christmas stores. Um, that's playing that jolly Christmas music nonstop. Um, it's all sang by Justin Bieber. No, no. Canada's no. a nice place. I have to ask, just purely out of curiosity, um, <laughs> on the longest night of the year, how much daylight do you guys have uh, in your area? Um, God, maybe 10 hours. Wow. Yeah. Why are we asking these questions about Canada? Like he's the because last Canada. Because it's Canada. I'm a, I'm an Amerifat, man. This is all shocking news to me. Canada exists. <gasps> I mean, we could ask about Enigma about Mexico anytime, but we rarely I don't get a Mexico. live in Mexico. But you are Mexican. Hey Enigma, how does the inside of a Tijuana jail cell look? How many people Love. have you killed with a chainsaw? Uh, let's see. Project Rabbit is interested if you've read any of his stories before. Um, no, I think he, uh, I think he took down the one that was M-rated. Um, so no, I have not, uh, not read it. Alrighty. Uh, moving down, moving down. Now we have a set of questions from Vylon. This is what people usually come to see. So, let's so all put on our big boy pants and let's have some fun. Question number one, what inspires you to form the ideas that you write? Um, ideas, I, I think, as most people would uh, would assume, just come, come from anywhere. Uh, you just, any, any day, and you just ask questions to yourself, or you just uh, ponder things. Um, I was thinking about cats the other day, and the, the myth that they have nine lives, and then I just thought, like, well, maybe alicorns have nine lives. And then that became a story, and it was just as simple as that. Um, uh, even just in the shower, I had 
uh, out of nowhere the idea of a reverse nightmare night. And then by the time I get out of the shower, I'm like, hey, there's a story. Stephen King. Uh, I, think, I think one of the best, um, well, actually, yeah, now that, now that you randomly mentioned us, King, I would say he's like the biggest um, influence on uh, stories uh, and just coming up with them because I've read all of his short stories um, and some of them are just terrible. Uh, I'm not going to say they're all good. Some of them are really bad. Like Lockmore Man? Uh, oh, yeah, that one's bad. Uh, <laughs> but, but just the point that like any idea that pops into his head is a story on its own kind of just made me like look at the world in a different way. Um, and I remember when I was taking a few writing courses in university, the absolute best um, uh, assignment I had was uh, give me 50 ideas, a uh, little like one sentence ideas uh, in three days. And oh, wow. It seemed really daunting. And uh, I, coming into that course, I think I had like two or three like big ideas for like films or whatever. Um, but then I had to come up with another 47. And I remember just sitting in class and looking out windows and absolutely everything I stared at um, became a story and or became like a little thread into a story. And I never looked at the world uh, in such an open way um, when you just start thinking like absolutely anything could be a story. Um, not to say that they were good, um, but, uh, but at least like it kind of just uh, put into my mind that anything can be a story and don't give up um, on anything really. Wow, I I really like that. What kind of class did you say this was? Uh, it was like uh, it was like a script writing uh, course, um, and it was too bad because I wrote down like all fifty of these ideas, and some of them were good, some of them were terrible. And then you're supposed to like chop them up um, and then put them in a bowl, and she would just uh, like mix all the classes up and then read from them. And I I never made a second copy, so I'm curious about some of those ideas if they would have been any good. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting. Um... I definitely, I'm kind of jealous you got to be able to take a really cool class like that. I recently got out of a creative writing class myself, and uh, oh my gosh, it was a major disappointment. Oh. But, you should always write down your brainstorming ideas. They found yes, out you were always. Flutter Priest, right? What? They found out you were Flutter Priest, right? No, stop. <laughs> they did. They, okay, so I will share this story on the past, and then we'll we'll get very quickly back to to podcast questions. So I went to this creative writing class and there was five other people and I'll save all the major details because one of the major students that I worked with and I worked with very closely was this older woman and she was very good. She's a very good writer. She was a journalist for the better part of 30 years plus. And in seven, uh, there's another kid who was 17 and for most of her assignments, she would share excerpts from her Hotel Transylvania fan fiction that she was working on as a part of the class. So, <laughs> late on the third class, the te the, this, this woman comes up to me, and she goes, um, excuse me, priest, substituting my actual name, what is fan fiction? And I'm looking at this woman who is easily 78 years old, and I go, um... Oh boy, uh, it's like riding on training wheels. You get your own world, you get your own characters put in front of you that are already set and made based on popular movies and stuff, um, and they already exist. She goes, oh, where would I go to like read this? I go, oh, well, go check out the site like fanfiction.net, but be careful because you know this is where a lot of writers get to um, – well, they start writing erotic fiction. And what was, was really nice about that particular story and what, what was really genuine about her response was that 
she then gave me this look and she said in this exact way oh do they have house of cards <laughs> and i'm just like yes i probably have kevin spacey having sex with everybody and that that's basically how my creative writing class went this poor lady discovers the best thing ever for her life yes anyway <laughs> we're way off track i'm uh we'll jump back into the questions uh number two uh in what way would you say that you have contributed to or impacted this website or the fandom um Sadly, I probably haven't impacted all that much. Um, I, I don't think I've, I've got any like landmark stories that'll uh, go down in uh, in history. I think I think most of those were sadly written um, in like 2011, 2012, with your uh, your past sins and your uh, Fallout Equestrian, like the really really big ones. I got all the views. Um, it's really hard to to have uh, something that kind of sticks out um, that kind of will you know change the course of uh, MLP history at the moment. Um, but, uh, I'm just, I'm just happy, uh, uh, that I'm more, or I'm, I'm more known for comedies. Yes, but I'm happy that, uh, there are people that enjoy some of the darker material, enjoy some of the, uh, weirder material. And whenever, whenever some of that, um, does very well and breaks through, like I, I'm, uh, that, that's, you know, I'm more than elated when that happens. I'd say you make more contributions. Like this is just me on a personal level. You make more contributions than you probably think you do. Like, I, I don't want to get into details. I can tell you this later or whatnot, but you're definitely inspirational and you've done quite a bit. I would say you're the hottest thing on the site right now. Oh, he's sitting on you. Oh, wow. Well, you just said that to like three no, other no, no, really no, no, popular no, no. writers in here, so now <laughs> we're all self-conscious. No, you no, told no, that to no, me okay. last night. You said I was special. <laughs> Daddy <laughs> always says that. He never I means it. What we had was special. But no, no, no. I mean this. Like, um, before you took your hiatus back in August, I'm pretty sure uh, out of your like last 20 stories, 18 or about 18 of them hit the top tour top spot on the featured box and i think five or i think it was five of them surpassed a thousand likes so it's, it's either four or five of them and um, I, i've never seen someone do that so well that would be great if i had any idea what um but i i honestly just i i consider every story the same um and i'm surprised when it does well and i'm sad when they do bad um but yeah, I, I really have no idea what I'm doing. I'll stick to that. Fair enough. Alrighty. Um, let's see. The next question. You make a lot of people start their day or end one with a smile or someone or something to think about. Is this what you write for? Uh, totally. Um, yeah. I bef Before when I just wrote original uh, stories and I didn't let anybody write them and it was kind of just for me, but once you start um, writing for other people and you get input and, and likes and views, like it, it suddenly becomes something so, so much more. Um, and uh, yeah, the fact that, yeah, I can make uh, somebody like so many comments of people like, oh, I read this before I went to work today. Like, well, of course that's gonna um, make you feel good. And in return, I read comments like that and I have myself a great day because, you know, I know I, I brought a smile to somebody else. Um, I guess I could also say, um, uh, the reverse of that being, say, if you read anything like dark or depressing of mine and be like, wow, that shit made me cry. And I'd be like, oh, sweet. I loved your tears. Um, 
I kind of like that as well. Uh, but no, I do like to make people smile uh, as well as cry. Like to make smile. Smile. No, no, no. No, no. You're it. not allowed to sing. The only person who can sing on this podcast is Pencil. I can because of reasons. No. I'll have to charge you for it, though. Let's see. Uh, next question is, should there be more common sense in the world? Uh, there, there should definitely always be more common sense um, in the world. It just seems to be really, really hard to find for some people. Um, you know, if there was a store that could sell it, I'd be super down, and I'd give it out as Christmas presents. Um, but yes, the, the uh, short answer is yes. Already? Um, everybody's stockings with common sense this year. Speaking of common sense, this is where we start to get into um, the violin questions. Um, what do you think of the girl who died because she tried to swallow a whole sausage? Um, I, I did not know about this, but I will just say it leaves me breathless. <laughs> wow! <laughs> the good HIV podcast. No. Um, that was... Whew, okay. Um, what about the lady who tried to use her jackhammer as the dildo? Um, uh, okay, what about the lady that used her dildo as a jackhammer? Yeah, those those now should be like replaceable. Oh, like, man. Swap between each other. I, I really got nothing for that one. Oh, man. She I was used, so ready. She should have used a sausage instead. The other girl should have used a jackhammer. Oh, she wasn't ready for that pounding. Let's see. The next question is, you have low standards and your girlfriend has bad hygiene. She shows you your, her dirty butt crack and tells you, this is how dark my world is without you. You are deeply touched by her words. How soon will you propose marriage to her? I don't want to be touched by anything. Um, we, we can get married as soon as she uh, gets her butthole bleached. <laughs> 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 okay. You're, uh, you guys are out of bleach, though. She's too busy drinking it. Oh, God. Why? That's Violon's drink of choice. Yeah, it is. All right. Um, it's canon. You are a mother, and you are having family time in the living room with your husband and children. <laughs> Looking at the closest people in your life, you realize that every single one of them had been in your vagina at least once. Does that turn you on? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. It's um, not number one. Um, and now all I can think about is uh, trying to shove them all back in there. <laughs> I like where this is going. These are these are like Megapone tier stories. <laughs> can we just keep talking about this stuff? I like this stuff. No. Come on. Maybe. I'll make you an offer. You can't. My feels. No. Let's see. The next Just question. <laughs> no. You, you, <laughs> Terpy, are a sadist, and you have taken your neighbor's baby. You put it in a box full of razor blades and kick it down a flight of stairs. What? The resulting mess deeply satisfies you, and it, but it feels like an orgasm. Euphoric but brief. This time you decide to prolong the execution. What the fuck is this, Phylon? This, this is, is a new. This is a new low. Should we just, like, find help for her? This is the next chapter of Pencil's story. It, it goes on. Babies are hard to get because you don't have a partner to make them with. What the fuck is this? 
after watching your new toy crawl around in circles by a hand nailed to the floor, you decide how it should expire. Will you stack bricks until the rib cage cages in, or will you kill it with fire? Oh my god. Do you have anything well, was, for that, that Derby? Like water. at all? What? Um, I was. Yeah. What? What is that? Uh, there's that like taco uh, shell commercial with the little Mexican girl. Doesn't she like? Why not both? Yeah. Otaku, <laughs> this is your time to shine. Now, whatever the whole question, read it in Spanish. <laughs> what was that? Wait, what was the question? I wasn't paying attention. Look at it. Read the whole question. The sadist and babies and. You have to read it in Spanish. Basically, the question is just, would you rather stack a baby to death with bricks or kill it with fire? Tú eres un sadista si agarraste tu, uh, I don't know the Spanish word for neighbors, bebé. Tú las poniste en una caja con uh, tijeras y las... I gotta be honest with you guys, I suck at Spanish and I'm a Mexican. What the fuck? You're out of the podcast. That's It, sh it should be in your genetics, man. I can't believe it's we can't not. even speak Mexican. <laughs> you can't speak other All side right. of the Wallian. Let's move on. You can't on. speak backyard again. <laughs> Let's move on to the final two questions from Wild. <laughs> Let's move along. Um, you are a pedophile, and you pull yes. up your band on your next victim. Holding a bag of sweets, you tell the little boy, Hey, kid, if I give you candy, will you come in my van? He replies, Hell, mister, if you give me the whole bag, I'll come in your mouth. Is this catch a great catch? <laughs> I'd catch them all. Um, yeah, he definitely, uh, by the sounds of it, is like in my top five uh, kidnappable kids category. Um. <laughs> He's got, he earned himself a spot in my basement. Oh my god. <laughs> this reminds me of a picture I drew the other day. Alrighty. See, uh, that, that sentence was okay, but the context you use it. The final filthy question is how was your day? Um,. It was terrible. I had no baby to kill and, and no children to steal. So it was it was a very, very poor, uh, great And no day. vagina either. How are you going to handle explaining this podcast to your sister? <laughs> uh, <laughs> with any hope she'll have forgotten uh, I ever, ever mentioned. How was the bendy questions? I wasn't here for those. It, it, they weren't terrible, but oh, man. Okay. Oh, I was going to ask, have you ever had bendy on this show? Yeah, we have. We uh, he is on our list of people that we did before we had a YouTube channel. Skype. And before we began expo exposing that. Yeah, it was back in the Skype days when our our calls were even worse than they are now. Um, what, was there a drinking word? Uh, butts, yes. Okay, of course. That's, that's all I had to know. Alrighty. We're going to stroll all the way down to Dr. Fox Wolf now. Um, and his first question, these are a bunch of kind of rapid fire questions. It looks like, uh, how good are you at handling pain? Uh, uh, physical, uh, totally average, um, emotional. Um, I could probably keep things bottled up for years. Mm. righty. Uh, would you a thing pony? Yes. How good are you at handling fear? <laughs> He didn't, he didn't answer that. I answered that. No. Fuck you. Fuck you, <laughs> Carrier, and your fucking answers. Get out. I'm done with you. All right. Priest, priest, uh, priest. Would you a thing pony, Natural Born Derby? <laughs> um, 
considering I don't know what that term means, um, I can only guess. Give me like 30 seconds. You know, you know the, the thing, the movie The Thing with that creature that assimilates? I do. It's basically that, but in this fandom. Oh, God. The general idea around her, yes. So she is a very gentle horse, and when you are just interacting with her, she's she's fine. She appears like a normal pony. She interacts like a normal pony. But once you start having sex with her, she begins to revert back to the thing. That's when it gets freaky. Um, no, no, she'd be set on fire. Oh, no. Aww. She, uh, made, so... she made you a birthday card, though. But, dude, she can give you great spider head. <laughs> she uh, made you a, she uh, made you a birthday card. The, the, teeth, the teeth are probably a bit too much. She can see you from all directions. That doesn't help. <laughs> oh, God. Did, did for me. <laughs> all right. How good are you at handling fear? Um, uh, not very good, um, considering I had to drink to be on this uh, oh. show. <laughs> are you doing okay? Are you having a good time at least? Uh, no, surprisingly a good time. Um, yeah, no, my, my <laughs> biggest fear in the world is public speaking, so the fact that I'm here is quite weird. Oh, wow. It helps that we don't see your face. Yeah, probably. Alrighty. Uh, the next question is, how strong is your gag reflex? Um, what gag reflex? I, I, I'm no sausage eating girl, but I'm probably okay. Um, all right. <laughs> Good enough for that little boy to try to snatch. What is the dankest meme? Um, I know what regular memes are, because uh, I'm, I'm kind of old, but I have no idea what dank memes are. Um, really cancerous. Yeah, they sound like, like just wet memes, or like ones that have been left at the bottom of the ocean. It's like Harambe. Um, Oh, there'll have to be a normal import of um, rare Pepe's sent to your inbox by the yeah. people in the chat. Then, <laughs> everyone, get on that chop chop. <laughs> um, let's so see. Can you kill what is already dead inside? I tried. Uh, I'm trying. I I'm drinking most every night. Um, it just hasn't hasn't quite worked yet. Um, but I'll keep at it, and I'll let you guys know. Oh, good. Yes, definitely. Uh, if How you manage to, know? let us know. Yes. How do you wake up dead? Uh, that's called a hangover? <laughs> Unless you a zombie. All right. Which is more painful? A glass bottle shattering while shoved up your ass, or seeing someone mix good scotch with Pepsi and put glass in the, uh, put uh, ice in the glass? What? I'd like some glass in my whiskey. <laughs> Sharp taste. Um... Well, no, considering I don't drink scotch, I'd probably go with the scotch answer. Um, as, as much fun as, as a free ride in an ambulance sounds. Um, free. Yeah, Canada. Um, oh. He's in Canada. So Man, is there, Canada is there like an increased number of the glass incidents then, since it's free? This, can this magical land you call Canada keeps sounding more and more like Atlantis. I'm guessing it's... <laughs> <laughs> Except Canada's on a map! <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to suspect that Canada is where I'm seeing all of those people climbing on the very tall buildings and hanging off of them. <laughs> Maybe. And so if they uh, fall, you know, either they die or they just go in a free ride in an ambulance. Either way, it's entertaining. All right, in the next question. Um, do jokes help 
briefly fill the gaping void inside of you. It's sexual. <laughs> uh, well, of course. I mean, you, you don't feel, you know, uh, sad or depressed when you're laughing. Um, so, yeah, I just, I, I think I try my best to, uh, to, uh, wow. Ataku, wow. stop it. Uh, no, yeah. I try my best just to, you know, joke as much as I can with anybody I can. And, um, yeah, no, it fills a void. The void is just bottomless is the, is the problem. Alrighty. Um, the next question actually seems like a serious story question. Um, how do you handle suspension of disbelief in stories? Uh, how far are you willing to go before it's like just straight destroyed? Things like having too low of a pain tolerance or just making unbelievably stupid decisions shatter it? Like how, how much disbelief are you willing to give a question or a, a character? Um, uh, for the most part, for, for, for MLP on the show, um, I'm pretty laid back. I really don't judge it too harshly. If it uh, makes me laugh or if I feel, you know, warm and tingly as, I, as I'm watching it, it's, it's basically done its job. Um, what irks me sometimes is when um, they, they'll finish an episode or they'll finish a plot point uh, with a song um, that somehow just changes everyone's opinion uh, of the entire episode. Um, oh. And it kind of, kind of feels like it came out of nowhere. Um, yes, the Spike song, actually. I skipped song. over that. I just could not stomach that. Yeah, that, that, that's probably my, my shining example is, is watching it and, um, and, and wondering, how is this going to wrap up? And then there was a, a song, and then everyone was like, oh, I guess we agree with you now because we like the way you sing. I was um, so triggered during that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's the only time, really. Uh, oh, pretty my late. God. I, so I watched that I watched that Spike song with with pencil when we watched the episode together, How and I have you? never seen her more genuinely angry at the show before. <laughs> Was she oh, really like, break the television or whatever you're watching it on? Something like that. I'll I'll have to ask her to share the story next week, but okay. we'll, we'll move along. Please do. Um, what is something you love seeing in stories? Um, I'm not really sure, uh, fan fiction wise, what I like seeing um, in stories, but just in, in general novels, um, uh, might sound just uh, very uh, stereotypical, but um, plot points or twists that I just don't see coming, but make perfect sense. Um, if you write a lot of stories, uh, no matter what you're reading, you, you're trying to um, figure out the book or the story before it's done, kind of telling you uh, what the story is. So if you try to guess um, the ending or the twist or whatever is going to happen, um, and it doesn't end up being that, it ends up being something different, um, but totally merits it. Um, you kind of just might look back, uh, you might look at your ceiling and be like, well, that, that makes perfect sense. That caught me off guard. Um, and I guess, yeah, just when a book like um, almost uh, outthinks you or out, uh, out creates your own mind, um, it thinks of something even better than you could possibly come up with, um, then it makes me want to, uh, run to the keyboard and, and try to write something even better than that. Right. So genuine unpredictability. Yeah. Nice. All right. Subtle foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. All righty. Let's see. The next question is, uh, how many fucks do you give on a day-to-day -day basis? Um, <laughs> how many kids I caught? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this guy. Um, no, I... I I wake up with, with one big fuck um, that I carry around all day long. And uh, slowly but surely, it, it gets uh, whittled away by people until I return home with no fucks left to give, and I have to restart the next day. I feel like the same thing would be said by a pregnant woman. 
Where did... Never mind. No, we're moving past that. Um, let's see. Uh, do you have a moment to talk about our Lord and Savior, Raptor Jesus? Um, no, I do not. I really don't know the appeal <laughs> of Raptor Jesus. Um, he's got a vicious like rivalry with the spaghetti monster. It's oh, it's it's not a very good scene. Okay, then I, I believe the spaghetti monster. Uh, let's see. The next question. <laughs> oh my gosh, these questions. Uh, holy shit, these questions. Okay, um, how many near-death experiences have you had, and do you want to talk about any of them? <laughs> um, none. I, I try my absolute best to not leave the house. Um, I'm a very proud boy. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah. Don't, don't, don't call or text me, and don't try to make plans with me. I'd much rather just stay inside. You're among our kin, I guess so. Alrighty, I'm gonna move down to the sane one now. Uh, he only has one question. If there was a thousand clones of yourself, what would you do? Um, <laughs> I'd probably become very judgmental. I'm, I'm sure. Um, but it'd be fun because you could play with yourself, um, like with like Mario Kart. Or something like that. Uh, and I could totally send one of us to work uh, while the others stay home. Um, but then, man, I, I just get sick of myself. Um, well, first off, I try to get my 999 selves uh, to the gym because uh, I need to go there. Um, I, I always wondered that if I were to meet myself in real, would I like myself or hate myself? Um, it would probably be hate myself. Uh, <laughs> Here's another thing. From what you said earlier, you probably get more, probably get jealous of you more self. Um, yeah, I think I, I think I just annoy myself because I I love puns. So <laughs> uh, there's a thousand of you, and each of you took a took a turns to, uh, with a day of work. Each one of you only had to work once every three years. Yeah, but but uh, we'd all be eating a lot more, so our like. We'd need more money, though. I was just kind of thinking, if you like got a bunch, a few of your clones really, really buff, and found someone that actually liked you, and came home, you could be like, you're come home to this really fat version of you. It's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> what the fuck? That's the clone. Clones, whenever I go to Olive Garden, all the clones <laughs> stand and block every window and door. <laughs> Oh my god. Do you okay. realize how traumatized this woman would be? <laughs> You're in the eye of the storm now. Alrighty, we're going to go to questions from Tony Montana. Uh, what type of stories give you the most enjoyment when you write them? And uh, is it different from the ones that you read? Um, I guess the most enjoyment when, when I feel connected to a character and you can kind of relate to that, which is a pretty, I guess, a, a generalized, simple answer. Um, that's a difficult question. I, I um, any story that uh, that makes me smile or makes me laugh. Do not start singing. Uh, I can't sing. No. No, Taku. Yeah. No, stop. I'm sure you started singing it before, so I'm just making sure. He doesn't uh, do you? Me. The next question. Uh, do you have any plans for celebrating when you hit fifty stories? Um, no, I'll just reevaluate re my life. Uh, no. Uh, Sadly, I probably already passed 50 stories because I've probably deleted a good 10 to 12 stories over the years. Um, 
and I really wouldn't want to put pressure on a 50th story being like, this is the best one ever, and it totally sucks, which it might. So, uh, no, I'll just, yeah, keep, keep writing and see what happens. What merits deleting a story? Hmm. Um, if you've come back uh, to look at it and uh, you realize you just you don't like what you were doing at the time, um, and sadly, since I'm very, very, very uh, self-conscious uh, with anything I, I release, um, if it just flat out doesn't do very well, I will sometimes delete it, even if I, at the end of the day, did enjoy the story. Hmm. I have okay. very thin skin. I see. All right. Uh, the next question from Tony Montana. Um, is there a story on this site that you love, but has either been canceled or the authors just disappeared? Um, there was one I was reading. I'm not sure if it, um, uh, it probably is still going, but maybe it just got, uh, the updates were so slow that I kind of stopped paying attention. It was uh, My Little uh, Villains, I think it was called. Um, and again, because I love villains and cute stuff, like it just really worked for me. And I think like it was taking like two or three months to get the next chapter out and I kind of lost interest. But one that, that might never come back um, is a, a Rainbow Bob uh, story um, that had uh, Sombra and uh, Pinkie Pie in it. Um, that thing got three or four chapters, um, might have got a new chapter like a handful of months ago, but I, I think he might be gone for good, sadly. You're abducted by your van. It's a big van. It's very, it can fit so many people. Watch this. All righty. Uh, let's see. Um, the next question is, how does it feel to be kidnapped by a non-pencil in the rest of the cast and forced into the closet where Flutter Priest is imprisoned? Uh, it's actually quite quite comfy. They just ask me so many questions. Um... <laughs> you've been reading from these papers very good so far. True. You've, you've been doing How really well. How cold is the muzzle of that revolver? <laughs> it's warmer in my mouth, so it's all good. Uh, you talk really well for having something shoved in your mouth. It's warmer in my mouth. It's called practice. It's called having no gag reflex. Priest, did you just say it's making your mouth water? It's watering no! my mouth. That's what I heard. <laughs> I love cold steel. All right. Uh, would you ever suggest to a family member who is totally not insane to listen to this podcast? <sighs> um... <laughs> Uh, n uh, no, I will probably give my, my sister, who is the only one in my family who knows I'm a brownie, I will give her the Cliff Notes version um, and say that I was awesome and, you know. We all so. bow down to you. Yeah, I guess. And yeah. now it's on YouTube. It's just a two-hour senpai session. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, are you concerned about any questions that family member may have heard uh regarding what happened on this podcast Man. um well the thing is it's weird because actually uh technically um my sister got me into uh fan fiction writing i i got her into the show and then she started reading um bride of discord and said have you ever read that i'm like no what is this what's this thing called fan fiction and uh, i read that and really really liked it and read the sequel um and then she said, like, well, have you ever thought about writing fan fiction? I said, well, no. I mean, I, I write original stuff. Why do I want to do that? And then, like, two or three days later, like, the little inkling of a story pops into my head. And I go, well, okay, fine. Um, I'll write one story, you know, and I'll see what happens. And then I'll go away and I'll do whatever I want. But that obviously wasn't the case. Uh, the, the bad part is, is that my sister sticks to the very innocent side of all this. 
um, the you know the the comedy, the lightheartedness, the the romance. Um, and I think I once I even tried to explain um, the more the M-rated section of the site because I think I was feeling a little down when I noticed how good they were doing. And she's like, like, what do you what do you mean characters would be having sex together? I'm like, well, yeah, some people kind of like that stuff. They don't have genitalia. I, well, but they're doing it anyways. And uh, yeah, so I think I'm, I'm keeping her kind of uh, far, far away from that side of everything. Um, but I'm, I'm still happy she uh, enjoys the show regardless. Do you, so, does she read your stuff? Oh, yeah. Huh. She has to. I, I ask questions about it. Oh, wow. So would you consider her your editor? No, no, no. I, I have no what editor. Same Twitter? Uh... Not, not even. She kind of reads it after the fact. Um, I saw. I rarely. I'll pitch uh, a story idea. Like um, I was just talking to her randomly um, about an idea that I had no intention of turning into a story. It was a uh, talk dirty to me because I thought it was just a really bad joke spread over a thousand words. And she got her I laughing. I read that one. Um, so yeah, I got her laughing, and, and she's like, "You should do that. You should write it. Who cares?" I'm like, "Oh, okay, fine." And so you know, sometimes I'll, I'll pitch things to her, but uh, more or less, I just do whatever. I gotta tell you though, for that talk dirty one, I saw the kitchen sink coming on a mile away. See, well, I, I wasn't wasn't my idea to to post it anyways. I, it wasn't. It's not my best. Getting defensive. <laughs> no, it, it it's totally fair to just post something because hey, look, it's written. I did it. It doesn't I, matter. It's the best I thing posted, ever. It's like it's like a catharsis thing. I posted cushy because Graf told me to. Yeah, and like I probably wouldn't have posted my most recent Discord story, but I had a bet with Lise, and unfair is fair, so what were it's you up. Uh, the Fortune Cup. Ah, of course. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Uh, next question: Do do uh, is Spike worthy of death, or is that too honorable a sentence for him? Um, Spike is a uh, Spike can be sentenced to be the uh, the fourth like male uh, main character in every story. He can never be the star. He can always be the side character. Um, but no, he shouldn't die. Oh my goodness, there are so many questions that we have left. Um, let's keep on moving down. We're going to move down to questions from OMG Beta. Uh, what gave you the idea for What Remains of the Chaos King? Uh, that, one, that one's a simple one. I, I read all the um besides the equestrios one and uh they had a special called uh fiendship is magic um and in that one it had a sirens one where they do battle with uh star swirl uh the bearded and at the end he just gets really pissed off and throws them through the uh the magic mirror and sends them to the human world and i kind of read that and i kind of like well that'd been interesting if say uh thousands of years ago um he got mad at discord and chucked him through uh, the mirror, turning him into a human, uh, taking away his magic, and basically just screwing him over for a thousand years. Um, and I, I really like um, uh, putting uh, ponies or creatures onto normal Earth and seeing how that works. And for some reason, I really like office building. So the idea of like an office worker having to go down into the basement um, and deal with a human version of Discord who would love to tear him apart but can't because he doesn't have any magic, and just getting all weird uh with it hmm. i there, that's a that's really interesting would there be an auspice love wow stop okay <laughs> um let's see what wouldn't you do for a klondike bar i've never had a klondike bar 
Um, so I'd probably just buy it. You shouldn't even do that. <laughs> just borrow one? No, unless, unless they're like the mint, dark chocolate, or Reese's. It I has the like word normal. dyke in it. It's, it's Reese's. Reese's. No. Reese's. Okay. Uh, we have a set of questions now from Chat Penguin Lips. Chat. God. <laughs> um, Who's this fucker? He Sounds... starts with. Uh, he starts with. All right, you dirt, uh, dastardly bastard. I'd be remiss if I didn't start by saying thanks for joining us. It's great to have you. Uh, speaking from a hey, the cast cordially thanks you standpoint in a fan standpoint really big fan of your writing and if i had to set a goal where to be in five years it's simply natural born derpy it's written in my writing notepad and everything you're a really big inspiration for me to write and as i write i'm a busy person chap defends making one of his famous excuses for why his work ethics sucks more than a kardashian uh thanks for hanging out with us um he knows he's not the only one that's glad you're here so on to questions uh, let's see. First one was, what do you, what inspired you to write? You already answered that. Um, hmm. Accent gave me cancer. Oh, good. Uh, question number two, you've had seven or eight stories surpass the 1000 likes mark, uh, quite the achievement of those seven or eight, which did you least think would hit that mark? Are there any that didn't hit the one K mark that you thought you would? Um, uh, answering the second question first, I, I really don't expect any of my stuff to do any real business. If they do, that's that's fantastic. But there's never really anything that I'd be like, well, this is totally going to get like it's um, as I said before, I really don't know what I'm doing. I'm just happy that some of it's uh, connecting uh, the, the ones I'm most surprised, uh, I guess, would be um, uh, that changeling one. Um, anyone you want me to be. Uh, which I guess like I know people use the term like one for me, one for you. And uh, I had just finished um, my, my biggest story. Uh, um, Princess Celeste is a uh, newest arch enemy, which is just pure, you know, cute, funny stuff. And that one surprisingly, uh, they did real gangbusters. And I'm like, okay, great. That's good. You know, I'm happy that worked. And then I kind of like, well, I want to write a story for myself. And uh, it was kind of that sad, weird, uh, introspective, um, changing story. I'm like, well, this will just, this will just be for you know the people that like my more serious material. And then I remember um, posting it, and the next morning it was at the top of the box, and I just was like blown away that you know something that's more connected to me um, was doing so well and was being so uh, related to. And um, the fact that it's over 1,000 likes right now uh, blows my mind. That's probably like. Um, why I'm so proud of it. Well, good. It's definitely something to be proud of. I, I think that's a really fair analysis. Um, do you have any closing thoughts on that before we move to the next question? Um, no, that's about it, really. Yeah, I, I'm happy when things do good, and, uh, you know, I'll take what I can get. All righty. Uh, what do you think of shipping? <laughs> in general what's your favorite least favorite shipping i'm trying to scoot through these we only got 10 more minutes um okay favorite ship uh would be uh, discord celestia uh, least favorite ship is a new one uh it would be anybody uh teamed up with ember what <laughs> uh, is, is this a personal jab at me 
No. Well, a little. Everything is. <laughs> well, a little. You're just oh, jealous that great. my ever story got to the feature box. Oh, it's time to stop. You're it, saying that to the wrong person. Dude. Okay. Here's the uh, thing. Go ahead, the please. Thing. Like, like, when that Ember episode came out, every single goddamn story on the site was Ember related. And in the box, I think, was like six or seven stories dedicated to Ember. And like four of them were all Klopp stories. So having not even seen that episode, I'm like, wow. Like, if you write an Ember story, it goes in the box. There's no stopping it. And just out of that, uh, I have watched the episode, and I really liked it, and I really liked the Ember, uh, I really liked Ember in it, and everything about it. But just the fact that, like, um, the moment that she was introduced, um, and you write something about her, and it goes right in the box, I guess, uh, just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and I just, due to that, I kind of dislike her character a bit. I, I can actually completely understand with that. I, I genuinely like Ember as a character, but I hate how she's been portrayed by the fandom. Uh, yeah, actually, when, when all the stories were coming, uh, I wrote a sarcastic story where uh, Ember goes to her um, her talent agent because she's so hot right now, and uh, I think she gets put in the new uh, Fast and the Furious movie because they want to capitalize on it. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this. Wow, I got to read this. Post it in the Steve Thinks. I can la read it later. Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Uh, what do you feel is your biggest weakness as a writer? What are you trying to do to improve? Um, I, uh, I really have a lot of uh, self-doubt. I, um, I don't know when a story is good or not. I kind of have to leave it up to people to tell me. I, I can't, I'll put the same amount of enthusiasm and effort into everything I do, but basically once it's out, people can tell me, like, this was something good or this was something bad. And I'll be like, oh, okay. I kind of lack a spine of uh, knowing when something is good or bad um, and sadly I have to leave it to others to tell me um, I, yeah I guess I just wish I had more uh, more backbone when it comes to, to writing well it's, that's kind of referred to as the creator's curse and pretty much everyone has it where you you take a step back and you're <laughs> like I can't tell whether this is good or not so you hand it off to people and then they kind of give you feedback is that is that kind of close to where it is uh, it definitely is. Um, yeah, I, I wish I could kind of, I guess it also comes with just um, not having much of an ego. I kind of, um, I really don't like that. I, I played in a band uh, for a long time with uh, basically everybody but me just had an overloaded ego. Um, and so when they would come in with a song, it would be like, here's the best song you ever heard. Um, and that's kind of all it was, um, even if they weren't. And I really just don't like to do that. I kind of just like to have the material uh, speak for itself um, and not tell people that, you know, I'm a great writer, I write great. Like, no, no, like, you tell me if I write any good. I write words. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, uh, the next question. Um, what advice, if any, would you give to growing authors, new writers, uh, people who look up to you? Run! Um, Honestly, uh, uh, try anything um, because uh, I wasn't uh, really like an overnight success story. I, I, I started with a very long, very personal uh, story I thought would do very well, um, and it didn't. Um, and then I kind of just tried a bunch of different things, um, and some clicked and some didn't, and I kind of had to figure out what worked, and I still don't really know what works exactly, um, but I, I like to try my hand at everything. I haven't tried everything. I should. Um, 
but I would say like don't uh, try to pigeonhole yourself into one genre. You should write whatever you feel like, you know, whether it's, you know, shit or it's gold, um, you know, serious or comedy, romance or clop. Try your hand at everything because you don't really know what you're going to be good at. Because when I first started writing, I was like, I'm not a comedian. I, I don't tell jokes. I write very dark and serious material. Um, but here I am now, and most people probably know me as that goofy comedy guy. Yeah, sometimes people never find out what they're good at, like otaku. Alrighty. Um, there are so many questions in this thread. I'm going to desperately try to grab at least like one more from other people. Um, so I'm going to move down to Mr. E. And to summarize his first question, um, he really likes your darker stories. How dark do you plan to go with stories in the future? Do you have anything really sinister planned? Uh, yeah, I, I am going to be doing a uh, story um, that came to mind a little while ago that'll have the full-blown um, uh, gore and, uh, and dark and horror tags and all that. Um, a nice one-shot. Can't really give details, but uh, yeah, it's coming. All righty. We'll stay in suspense then. That's and horrifying. Uh, the next question we have from Short. Um, I'm going to ask him, uh, well, he asks you, what's your favorite meme? <laughs> oh, man. Um, uh, maybe that bear that gives out confessions. Because it's an easy way to kind of vent however you're feeling in a, in a half-assed joke. So you're talking All about right. vice animal memes. Uh, sure. I really, I really don't know that many memes, sadly. I'm very that, old. That's fine. That's it's totally fine. Um, so next question comes from Cyberphazon. And he's interested, what do you kind of think of the differences in an anthro story versus a humanized story versus a feral story or the just normal pony fix. Um, where do you think each kind of genre of portraying the characters lies? Are there any that you just can't stand? Um, I'm, I'm never going to tell anybody not to write anything. Uh, it's freedom of speech. There's some stories uh, that I read recently that made me want to gag. Um, uh, but I'm not going to tell him not to write it because it's, you know, it's, it's free country. You do whatever you want. Um, it, I'll probably never write um, an anthro story or uh, a Equestria Girl story because I, I really just don't. I want to keep them as they are in the show. I want to keep them ponies. Um, if you, I, I, could, I could see anthro uh, for a lot of clop stuff. That's fine, I guess. Um, but I can't really imagine, like, changing them around uh, if you're just telling a straight story, like, the only difference I can see is like they have hands. Like if you just are really sick of them, you know, not being able to pick up stuff, uh, and you just want to change them to anthro. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, yeah, I, I don't really uh, have much of an opinion on the different styles. Alrighty, and then I'm gonna grab one final question from the last unique commenter in the thread, Lunatone. Do you like poutine? I very much like poutine. Just the uh, standard uh, New York fries poutine. All righty. Then that is all the questions that we have time for. Um, that said, do you have any final parting words that you want to give as a, a thank you to your fans or to everyone who's still watching at this point? We've still got 20 people out of the chant that, that I, I know they're bummed. They probably won't have a chance to ask extra questions. But um, do you have any final closing thoughts? 
Um, I'm I'm just uh, overwhelmed with the support, even from the uh, the very beginning with the small stories. Some people have um, looked at a story that had maybe 15 likes and have stuck stuck with me uh, until then or until now. Um, and it honestly means the world that uh, people actually care about uh, what you're writing, you know, what you're doing, how you're feeling. Um, the people that have sent me uh, private messages and honestly just cared about uh, not just stories, you know, when you're going to update this shit, but just have cared about uh, you as a person. Um, and that's why I uh, have come to enjoy this community so much. I'm really not as active as I should be. I kind of just uh, like to watch as things unfold. Um, but I, I do love uh, just what the show has done and uh, how it's able to kind of unite people uh, in a very creative way. Um, and yeah, thanks for having me. I, I really don't think I should be here, but you know, I'm here anyways. So. <laughs> hey, the important thing to us is that you had fun and by all means, you're more than welcome to come back another time. We loved having you. The chat loved having you. Everyone had a great time. And this is the first time we got so many questions from people who follow you, who want to know more about you, that we could not finish all of the questions. So I, I do want to extend an apology to the chat. It's partially because we all love to get off topic. But thank you for coming on and hanging out with us, Natural Born Derpy. Um, this was the Good HIE Podcast. Uh, by all means, if you want to tune in and see other great authors that we've interviewed, go check out our YouTube channel. We have people like Rob Cakron, that guy that wrote My Little Dashy. We have Seventh Heaven. We have me. We have a non-pencil. We have Enigmatic Otaku. We have tons of people over there. Um, then this is our time to sign off. Uh, this has been Chat Penguin Lips. Later, Gators. Enigmatic Otaku. Who's the visual man just milk? Bye. Ravage. Who says go play Overwatch? And of course, our guest, Natural Born Derpy. See y'all later. My name's Flutter Priest. Have a great weekend, everybody.